That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, TurboForce deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. The s and Podcast Channel. The perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Welcome to episode 242 of the S&D Podcast Show. Steven is here. Danny is here. What's going on, Danny? Not uh, much. Uh, unfortunately, Vin can't make it. Couldn't make it with us this week, but uh, we're going to hold it down old school. How's it going tonight? Are you uh, tired of being home yet? Uh, no. Today was it's, that day. It was funny. It was like we've been training for the, the these situations for our, our whole lives because you and me are basically hermit crabs pretty much our whole entire lives now i'm getting a little stir crazy because it's it's starting week three or yeah week three week four for me actually week four yeah you're right week four the 16th was my first day yeah so yeah so we've been um (laughs) work-wise we do like we do like um we do calls starting at 9 a.m and i'm on calls till about 12 and then like a day like today i went out for a little bit i went out i went to the post office i had some stuff i had to drop off took care of some things while i was out there um on sunday it was kind of nice out too a little gloomy like rainy but still went out early um oyster bay brewery supporting local businesses went to them got some stuff and then i went to um uh bagel boss's nephew uh mm. don opened up in a big ba- uh deli out on in huntington and i went down to their fabulous sandwiches big juicy if you want to get out and grab a sandwich let me know and we can go cruise over there <laughs> like 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 huge like big big sandwiches wraps cool. everything so it's like cool, a nice cool. local saving the locals of course and uh he actually just did something pretty cool um over the weekend with uh devin from yes men uh they did one of the things don's been doing is every morning he's taking profits from the day before and making trays of sandwiches for different hospitals. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So him and Devin printed out these towels, right? $5 towels. He sold a 1,000 of them. All the money oh, went wow. to Don to pay for supplies okay. to make more sandwiches and that's more breakfast. Great. Yeah, the only time I've been able to go out, out is other than walking the dogs, is uh, taking my wife to the, her doctor's. And then, like, it's weird because it's up in Manhasset, her uh, doctor's office. So... A lot of the appointment times are basically the quintessential rush hour times. And the last three weeks, we've been getting there under a half hour. So going through the Cross Island and going on the LIE or Northern State Parkway, right around your stereotypical Friday morning rush hour under a half hour, 45 minutes, is record time. So that's the only time I've really been able to get out. And I've been waiting outside in the car while she's in her appointment. It's it's kind it's kind of really weird just knowing those roads and 
how hellish those roads are on rush hour. It's just like, all right, well, let's try to beat the time next time on right. this week. But yeah, it's it's been crazy, to say the least. Just very eerie driving around, seeing what's going on. But yeah, it was weird. Uh, just thinking about it on Sunday, just kind of like, hey, when uh, where's all the traffic, right? Like I drove through, uh, I drove through Freeport. <laughs> so I was like, in <laughs> Rockville Center, like they were both just empty, and it was weird, really, oh, really yeah, weird. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, um, it's just hopefully everybody's gonna get through this. Um, thank you to all the EMTs, firefighters, police officers, nurses, doctors, especially ER nurses that are handling all these situations. Uh, we greatly appreciate it, and if you are listening to us, we thank you for listening uh, listening to us and choosing us. So we're going to line up the mood like we normally do. I have a couple of questions. I'm sure Steve will come up like that's how we normally do. Um, first off, Steve, since we always talk about random sports things, the first thing before I forget, let's let's what are the, some of the cooler athletes you have met over the past lifetime? Oh. Oh, how about that? We can definitely have a long time with that. Whether we can we can go from your first per uh, the first person you ever met to your coolest or your worst, and bring it all together in one. It's no Giants, Mets, Islanders. It could be whoever you want, and go well, for it. Well, one of the first memories I'm actually looking up at the picture right now. Um, my grandfather used to take me to Friday night at the Coliseum. They would have wrestling every every like six months or so or once a year and he'd always pay extra for the floor seats which got you a buffet at, at what we would eventually know to become uh doolins gotcha and at the end of the buffet there would always be wrestlers signing autographs so it was super cool the first one i ever went to and of course now when i look back it's like the coolest thing ever back when i was i think i want to say four five years old you know, you're not really thinking about it. You're just like, oh, this is awesome, right? Um, Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels ended up being the two guys. That they oh, wow. Had. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, that, see, that that's that's pretty sick your first time. Right? So I have this sick, and you know my grandfather was huge when it came to picture taking, right? Yep. So I don't really have one of me and Michaels, but I have this one picture. Um, I don't probably up there somewhere and i'm sure if i look on my phone i have it somewhere um i could post like i did with the cliff Floyd picture last week um just me in a in a denim batman jacket just <laughs> staring at kevin nash and he's just looking and i'm smiling like i'm just like this four or five year old smiling he just has this like serious look in his eyes <laughs> and of course then it was diesel so like i'm acknowledging him as diesel so that was one of the, like that first memory of meeting a famous person Mm -hmm. that i have but arguably the coolest and hands down like one of the greatest which really stung when he was let go is landon collins um mm -hmm. you the know. one for the, the one of the steiners when you and me went or at the softball game because we i know you've met landon a handful of times well that's really what it comes down to is the fact that i've met him a couple times right yeah. um so like so of course the first time was the first softball event right and no just... we met him at Steiner's first no we met him at the softball event first oh you met him at the 
Oh, the first year that there wasn't uh, his game? The first year was his game. The first year I went was uh, just Giants-Jets. He wasn't on the team yet. This, okay. This, when we met him, you sure? It, it no, because Snacks was, was on the team. Yeah, no. We When I was sick, when I, when I was sick, it was at the year, though he was the year after because he took over and he almost won the player of the year, defensive player of the year, and that's why everybody was excited for it. Right, that was the first year for it, right? Yeah, but, but we, was... we met him at Steiner's first, though. I'm pretty sure. It doesn't either way. It right? doesn't matter. Yeah, go go on. No, because didn't we meet him with Snacks? No, we met him with uh, Olivier Vernon. Oh, that's right. That's right. Snacks was with um, the rookie at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So anyway, but anyway, um, I remember like the first softball event that Collins did, whatever year that was. Um, like I remember just walking up to him and just kind of being like, "Hey, can I do an interview real quick?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Let's just do this. I was like, all right, cool, whatever, right? Not even thinking about it. And then when Dad and I went to Dallas, we ran into a license plate guy, ran into Joe, and he goes, hey, in the bar right there is Landon and his family. You know, they've been there for a little bit. They're probably going to leave soon because they got curfew coming up. Um, I was like, all right, cool. And so, so like, we saw them, like, walking out, and I went over to him, and I was like, hey, um, you probably don't remember me because that was the summer. The summer I went to to um dallas the year i went to dallas was the year we didn't do the event gotcha right so that was the so we what we did was um i just showed him the picture of me interviewing him and i reminded him how it was one of the first interviews i ever did blah blah, blah all that fun stuff and one of the first like events we ever got for the podcast and he was like dude that's awesome blah, blah, blah. and we were just talking for a little bit and then i remember seeing him at the event the following year and I don't know if you were standing with me or Vin was standing with me at the time, but him and I just kind of like saw each other and he came right over to me and hugged me. I was like, what's going on? That's uh, cool. No, I, yeah, that was definitely Vin. Cause I, I, other than the Steiner sports, I never formally got to meet him after that. Cause yeah, I remember like that happening and like him just kind of like doing that him and even, uh, who was the other one? Even Chase Blackburn. That was another one at both events it was just like super cool. And like, Again, another one who just came up to me and he goes, "Hey, didn't we do an interview like two years ago?" I was like, "Yeah." How do you <laughs> like what? <laughs> you remember? And like, you know, I meant like, you know, the cool one was like Evan Ingram. You were with me the second time I interviewed yeah. him, and like he didn't remember remember it, but I kind of like reminded him of it, so it kind of like brought a glimpse back to him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the coolest night though was definitely like the most surreal night of the Granderson. Yeah, yeah, I was I was gonna get to that as well. One of the that was that was a cool night, especially that was the first time because if you remember the last two softball events where I was either sick with cancer or having my surgery, so uh, both times I wasn't able to make it. So the the Granderson uh, event was pretty awesome. We like got to shake hands with players and and we're not we were able after we did whatever we needed, we were able to take pictures with all of them and it was it was really cool to see. Um, just seeing those guys hanging out and supporting Curtis Granderson, who's hands down the nicest athlete I ever met. Right, I don't, right. I don't, I don't even think uh, it's even a question because I've met him a few uh, times after that as well. And Granderson's just the man. Do you remember um, leading? Do you remember leading up to that? I didn't think we were doing it. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. remember? I remember that. Like I remember, I was on the website, I was checking it out, I was reading about it, and I said, "Oh, look, media. Let's see what happens." Right. Yeah. And then um, all I did was click on 
the thing and it's like click here to send an email and i was like you know what we're gonna shoot our shot it was like if i remember it was like 300 dollars a person to get in yeah and, the cool, and it was cool because and that was cool that we're standing next to bruce beck and if you've watched news or just just know the sports anchors in the area bruce beck's definitely up there and legendary ones so it was it was a real surreal moment we right. got to meet we we met Conforto. We met obviously uh, Jay Bruce. Nimmo was I felt bad for Nimmo. We talked Nimmo's ear off, and he and he's just so country nice, and he just wouldn't like <laughs> go. Like everybody else would be like, let me go get a drink, and like I'll I'll come back later. To you we like literally talked to Nims for like literally a half hour. Right. And that was cool, and that was before Nimmo became the fan favorite. Like. Well, that made me like that. I, I don't know about you, but that's what made me like Nimo even more. So what? What I already like. All right, I, I like Nimo. He's a nice, quirky guy. But after that day, I'm like, all right, I, I really like Nimo. Like after after that, and Jeremy Blevins, who unfortunately got cut the other day by the Giants, but he was another cool guy that that night. So it was a lot of fun. That, that night. was um, that was the second time I want to say I met Nimo. Because I, when I was in Binghamton to see mm-hmm. Conforto, Nimmo was still there. That was Nimmo's second year in Binghamton in 15. Because remember, he was on the championship team the year before. I was actually looking at the picture recently of me and Nimmo um, from the from when I was in Binghamton and him holding up his ring, his championship mm-hmm. ring, his Eastern, right, Eastern League. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know the exact division. But right. But I, I get what you're saying. Right, right, right. So... He was there, so he was one of those guys. Like I go through my, I've been cleaning out my room, finding all the baseballs that we had from up there of him, Gaselman, Conforto. All of them have like four or five baseballs signed by them, and it's like, jeez, <laughs> I didn't think we brought that many baseballs. But it's like the fact that they were willing to all like sign all those baseballs was incredible on its own, right? Yeah. And then like I look back and like I just I also think back to like Conforto's career, right? And, like, I remember, I don't know about you, but, like, College Baseball World Series, that was, like, my go-to falling asleep, like, 10 years ago. Okay. No, yeah. I I wasn't into it, really. I'm not, yeah. It it wasn't really that I was into it. It was more of just... Background noise. Background noise. I'm trying to fall asleep, and this is better than me watching something that's going to keep me laughing and awake and paying attention. I remember watching um, Oregon State games couple Oregon State games that year and just watching Conforto and loving the way he swung the bat and like you know everybody loves his swing right and I remember saying thinking to myself all right Koa this is going to be one of those guys that comes into the league I'm going to follow I'm just going to pay attention to him and it just happened to be that he became a Met right and it just happened to be that I was going to Brooklyn the week that he finally signed his contract being in his first game and I remember I was standing by the dugout, you know, the Cyclone Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, I was standing down the first baseline on the, the closer to the outfield part of the dugout. And I see him, like, come to put his bats in the rack. And I was like, hey, Mike. He's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, can I get a picture and an autograph? He's like, yeah, sure, give me a minute. And nobody had any idea who he was. Like, he just popped up and he's like, what's going on? Thanks for recognizing me. I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So, so, like, and that was funny, too, because... You know, I you know back in the day, Tommy, our good friend Tommy, was really big on minor league baseball. 
mm-hmm. and always knew all the prospects. So I remember I was going to, I was like, oh, Lincoln Fordo, who should I look out for? And he goes, they have this one kid, he plays shortstop. His name's Ahmed Rosario. And I found a, a baseball, I got signed by Rosario that night. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so it's like, just watching those guys, just thinking back on that stuff of just like the randomness. Of a lot of yeah. these guys, right? I I didn't even um I'll, like you said with the Granderson. I have three cool ones. I got an Islander one. I got a Yankee one, and I got a Giant one. I I know you're gonna remember the Giant one because you're with me with the Giant one. That was cool, yes. Um, um, the Giant one was one of probably it was probably our our if it wasn't our first one, but it was definitely our top couple first Steiner signings was uh, O.C. Uminiora before O.C. exploded onto the scene. And yes. it was that year when he exploded. And uh, for Christmas, I wanted a customized O.C. Uminiora jersey for Christmas. My mom got it. The best thing about that was when you when you custom jerseys, you you have a character limit. And O.C. Uminiora beat it by one character. So yeah. I was able to get it. So that was before OC was able to see guys getting a lot of people having his own jersey and everything like that. So he was like, "Man, where'd you get that jersey, man? I don't, I don't see a lot of Yumiuras." And I'm like, "Why'd you get my jersey?" Because I'm like, "You're gonna be awesome, and I, I could just tell you're gonna be awesome, and your name's so unique that at that time, who else is gonna have an OC Yumiura jersey, kind of thing." So that that was my cool giant story. Uh, my my Islander story was um, there was a card store in Valley Stream that is now in Limbrook Card Shack, and they uh, got uh, Ziggy Palfi to come to the store. That was my first autograph signing that I, w- I was able to go to as a kid. And my me and my dad went, and I got a couple pi- – I got to see if, if my dad knows where those pictures were of me with Ziggy. But I, I got a couple autographs from Ziggy Palfi that day. I got one of those – like I got a picture signed. And like you know, all those like card plaques, I got that, right? Uh, and, a, and a cool puck. Um, but the coolest autograph thing was me. Um, this is probably why I'm not like everybody else liking the Mets and just hates the Yankees, is because when I was around, I guess second or third grade, it was right around the '96, '97 Yankees, and a school project. Uh, school project was write a letter to someone. So my teacher's aide's father played minor league baseball with Joe Torrey. Sure enough, I wrote the uh, most simplest second grade, third grade letter of how you're awesome, blah, 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 blah. Congratulations on the World Series and this and that. And my, and my, second, and my teacher wrote from the whole class but had my name on it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Let me get the credit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he, um, he invited us to the game. Uh, so in the pregame, in the pregame, he's like, oh, thank you for writing that nice, awesome letter. Um, where's Daniel? I was like, what? He knows my name? Like, like of course, someone prepped him with it. But I, I got, like, my five seconds with Joe Torre, and, and there's a couple pictures. Um, it's funny. Um, our group chat, I've, it's, it's just a small world. One of the guys in our fantasy football league, Adam's mom, was the teacher's aide that cooked it up for us <laughs> so that he, he brought that story up a couple times and i'm like yeah that's why i'll, I'll never hate quote unquote hate the yankees because of memories like that and it's just like yeah that, that would have to be the coolest memory 
of uh, being in the tunnel before a Yankee game with a lot of bunch of my classmates meeting Joe Torre before a game. And the, and you know how serious everything is before a day game before a game that that Joe Torre was able to chill for five minutes, shake his hand, take a couple of pictures, and then he he had an autograph picture for everybody in the class, and I still have that uh, hanging. Up. Well, I did ha- have it hanging up in my room, but it's obviously packed up right now. So those were those are the coolest memories I have for sports. See, see, I was thinking you were going another way, giant wise. For who? Giants wise, I thought you oh, were going to go the wise. Oh. I thought you were going to go the way of Eli's first win, you coming down from upstairs, oh. in in like the hallway, and us seeing uh, Bavaro and Phil McConkey just chilling. Yeah, I that that's also a good one. <laughs> I, but the Human URL one was pretty cool too. But the the Bavaro one, like the Bavaro one's always a cool one for me as well. That that was cool. That was one of the first times like, oh shit. I go, oh shit, that's Mark Bravaro. And you're like, really? Because we weren't like really paying attention, but we're like, oh yeah, I'm like, dude, that's definitely Bravaro and McConkie. Let's let's see what they do. And then, sure enough, they signed with us and all that other cool stuff. And that was another cool signing when you, me, and my and your dad went to Bavaro. Steiner's and Bravaro, and we we got to talk to him for like 10, 15 minutes because it wasn't the biggest signing, but it was still cool regardless. Yeah, because, so. you know, that was one of the ones where nobody else was there. So it was just kind of like, we got yeah. there. I remember you and I got there, and my dad was already there for like a half hour, like just talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we're see. supposed to wait online. <laughs> so let's let's also bring to like, all right, since you and me both have a lot of, like a nice collection of autographs and everything like that, what would be one, what is your favorite piece? And what would be one autograph that you would want today if you were able to spend any sort of money what would it be on anybody on anybody huh all right you go first i gotta think about this one all right well the the i i think the coolest piece the coolest autograph piece i have um it was actually the first piece my wife got me while obviously she was still my girlfriend she this this was such a cool piece is um my dual signed Eli Manning and Peyton Manning autograph collage of um them obviously they both w- went on to win more uh, Super Bowls after it but it was the back to back Super Bowl MVP Super Bowl um Super Bowls autographs of Peyton and Eli together that that would probably be up there as my favorite piece and so, like I would run and get that piece if there was ever a God forbid a fire um. See, this is a tough one. This is um I would have to say see, all right, all right. I'm going to I'm going to change it up a bit cuz I I also I I, I have a I have a couple of met ones. I have a couple of met ones as well. Um I would have to say uh I like to thank Spencer Turkin cuz this was a cool story. Um back in high school, kid we went to school with Spencer Turkin, who I played football with, played all the other sports. Happened to have a, a once an art class with him, and we would always BS. And he was always cool to me, and I was always cool to him, and right. all that stuff. And he he for whatever reason, forever thing is he's doing big uh, announcing right now at, down in Carolina, and he was able to get uh, press passes for the Mets and uh, Marlins. So I wrote the kid, I gave the kid a couple of baseballs, just load up on whatever you can do, just just load up, and he goes. 
all right, but just give me a list who you want, and I'll 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 take care of it. Um, so he was able to take care. He's he got me two autographs. He got me Mike Piazza, and he got me David Wright. And I still have those balls to this day. Obviously, uh, unfortunately, right now the, the David Wright is a little faded, but it's still perfect. You can tell who it is. And the Piazza one is still awesome as well. So that would be my baseball one. Those two would be my baseball, okay. and then the Eli Payton would be my football. Okay, so. Of course, you know me. I have a ton of autographs here. Um, one of the funniest ones I have. I'm going to go with the funniest one to start off, okay? Mm-hmm. The funniest one I have is the first year we put the fantasy football, my fantasy football league together. I drafted Des Bryant. And Ryan, our friend Ryan would harass me with terrible, terrible chades for Des Bryant, right? So... One time we made it like a Facebook status and we were joking around about things, right? And yep. of course, me and all my friends, we always, we always joke. We always stopped at the, we went to the tunnel after every hockey game to meet the players. So Vin and I had this thing about how we both, Harrison Ford is probably one of a top five actors to me. Oh yeah, of course. And, and to him as well. Um, so he joked around and goes, I'm going to get you a, a Harrison Ford signed picture by Matt Martin. I was like, what? We joked about it, and we ended up getting it. Like, we literally stuck the picture out. We said, you can't ask questions. We just need you to sign this. And then about a year later, I I had it with me, and I and Martin pulls up, and they, start, they moved the fence so that way the cars would pull up to the side, and then the players would have to come out and walk about 20 feet to the fence, which was stupid, and the players all complained about it. But anyway... Oh. I saw Sydney Esiason sitting in the thing, and I go, and I see Matt, and I tell him, I go, do you remember signing this? And he goes, yeah, I do. How can I forget? <laughs> and he's just like, is giggling about it. I was like, my friend challenged me to get Sydney on it as well, you know, got to have the couple on the picture. He goes, all right, give me a minute. And he finishes the whole fence. There's probably about, I want to say 30 people comes back to me and goes all right let me bring it over to her let's see what happens and he brings it over and i just see her start hysterical laughing and takes the marker from him and signs it that's that's great <laughs> so now i have this random harrison ford picture signed by matt martin and Sydney Sison. so that's that's my funniest signature one of the coolest that i never expected to get was who we've had on the show in the past kayla Came and I bought standing room only tickets to Piazza Hall of Fame Day. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, the the thing was just about to end. The ceremony was just about to end. And I said to her, I go, they're probably going to have him go into the Hall of Fame to take pictures with the plaque. So let's go down there. They weren't letting anybody in. And we had printed out tickets that may be in my bucket of tickets that I have. Um... And I just stuck it out, and he took a sharpie that he had in his hand and just scribbled on, and like scribbled his autograph on it. That's cool. So I was like, that was cool too. Um, some of the other ones that I have, I got Matt Matt Harvey on the Dark Knight. Uh, SI yeah, cover. we yeah we both have that. That was cool. Um, Tyree, I have I think it's a sixteen by eighteen of him making the catch. Yeah, I still gotta get that. That's probably that's probably up there on the things I want. I got to get that and uh, Lawrence Taylor. I, I always wanted an LT. 
If I autograph. remember correctly, when it came to him, when it came to the Tyree, I had it. Right? I had the picture. Somebody, like, got it for me. It's like a gift. Mm-hmm. And he was going to be at Steiner's, and it was super cheap. So I was just like, you know what? I might as well go get it done. Yeah. And I went, and I just got it. And that was pretty cool. Um, that may have been... This Ty- Tyree was with somebody. Tyree may have been the one with snacks. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to go to that. I feel like you were at the snacks. No, I was at the Olivier Vernon. I was at the Olivier Vernon Landon Collins, and I was at the Eli Apple Oive and yeah. JPP. <laughs> you see that Eli Apple didn't pass his physical. Yeah, what a shame. Um, <laughs> so I have a I have a Eli Apple mini helmet somewhere. I don't know where that is, but yeah, um, yeah. So that that's that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That would that was a fun time with JVP. JVP was cool because that was when I was sick and I I was very weak. And Nicole, that was the number one sign I knew Eli Apple was a dick bag. That was, was the JPP. Yeah. It was, yeah, they were together. Eli Apple was like an hour and a half late. And this is when I was badly s- sick from cancer. And I got, Nicole got, uh, got, a, got it set up that I was just going to chill in the wheelchair. And they were going to let me go first and whatever. Eli Apple didn't realize I was in a wheelchair. And I was so weak, but I didn't care. And I bent down. And it was just like hard to get up. It'd be like, didn't you realize that I was a little weak? Let's take a quick picture real quick. Uh, that, that always, like, struck me the wrong way, but it is what it is. Like, people are oblivious to certain things, and, and it happens. But, yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't a great situation with Eli Apple. But By the way, going through I, my photos, you were correct. The Landon Vernon signing was before yeah. the Collins event. It was... The week of your wedding. Yes, exactly. That, that was the, the, I can't forget that day because that was the week I found out I was cancer-free, my yep. wedding, and Landon Collins, all in one week. So, yeah. So, it was a pretty cool week. I was able to tell them, and they were like, oh, man, that was cool. And uh, Landon, Landon was really cool because I was like – I was asking him BS questions. I'm like, who's a tougher coach, Coughlin or Saban? He obviously said Saban because he only had uh, one year under Coughlin, but it was still cool. Right, right, right. That was the year. It was right around um, Ohio State, Michigan. I was talking to him about it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that, those are good, cool times. Uh, sl- slowing down a lot with autographs, but it's always cool. Get, was, it was always cool meeting a bunch of people. And hopefully when my son's a lot a born and he likes – hopefully he likes sports, and we can uh, – I could definitely – bring that down on to him and trying to meet players that's right i did go to snacks without you because yeah he signed the picture of me getting the video of him for you yeah yes so yeah yeah i didn't get to i didn't get to meet snacks and then tyree unfortunately there was another autograph event and i was supposed to go but something happened with that event and got canceled but yeah it was snacks and tyree yeah, with the giant stuff, it was always cool going to Steiner's with the so like it would always be the the younger guys. The Super Bowl, the, the that one Super was Bowl. yeah, that one was cool because we spent all our money on that. But be- even before that, I I went to Akeem Nicks a couple times. That was cool. Akeem was a great guy, 
And the, I was, see, I was talking to my friend Harris. We we, we got the Gi- Giants talk every day. Um, and I I not from you, Steve, because you're in the same boat as me and Harris. Because we we how much we like the Keem Knicks. Mm-hmm. It's just really crazy on if Akeem Nix never got hurt on how great he was for those couple of years. And unfortunately he doesn't really get his due because of the injuries, but he was really good for the giants uh, for a couple of years with us. So I got to meet him a couple of times and my cousin Sean was obsessed with him. So he was always cool with Sean. So that was always cool. Um, that was another cool guy. Yeah. yeah so just ha- really, Eli, just really Eli Apple was the only guy and maybe Syndergaard. Syndergaard wasn't Syndergaard. Oh, whatever. Like that. that... Jake. The first time we met Jake. Yeah, the first time we met Jake. But I think that was more of his people than Jake. So Jake was pretty cool with us, but he, it was more so his people. He didn't. He didn't want to do it, but he did it because. Yeah. He he wanted to do it, but he didn't think dumb if he could do it that was the thing he was getting yeah. used to it that was really what it came yeah. down to for him yeah definitely the biggest then, pain that i ever had signer wise was obj and they kept making up excuses because i remember i had it was the final year at the coliseum it was the night after he made the catch yeah and i remember they kept making up excuses i was probably like the seventh person online and all i'm thinking is all right cool i got the perfect spot i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get him to sign this and then as soon as we're done I'm out of here and I'm going to see the second period of the hockey game. He didn't get to the table till almost 8 o'clock. And they blamed it on traffic. And we all found out later on that it ended up being that Steiner had him signing so many mini helmets and the the catch pictures that he was just miserable. So he really didn't even want to do pictures and stuff when he came back. When he came up there, like there was nobody allowed on the other side of the table. And it was him and Victor Cruz. Yeah, you can you can you can tell with that like they they over have them sign, which is fine. That's part of the job, and that's part of what. Right, but you got to bring them in early then. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that that's what happened with Landon. I'm pretty sure that's what either happened to Landon or that's what happened with um, JPP or someone. I got JPP really early. I was able to talk to him for like five ten minutes before it got crowded, and it was it was cool talking to JPP. So yeah, it is what it is. Those always cool cool events to go to haven't done it in a while um have you ever gone to giants camp giants camp was pretty cool a couple times i never went to giants camp no it was always just it was every time i wanted to go it ended up being a sunday when they wouldn't practice fair enough because the only time i can ever go was sundays i went to albany twice that was cool the first time with my dad it was the 04 season so that was uh was that, that the year was, you got no, me no, the football? No, 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 03 season. It was the 03 season. Sorry. Was that the year, year you before... got me the football? No, that was uh, 2012, going into the 2012 okay, okay, season. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the 03 season was cool. That was um, I, I, me and my dad just bought uh, last year's, the year before yearbook, and that, year, that year's yearbook. And me and him just went to town on both yearbooks. And he got Tiki Barber. I got Kerry Collins. I got Ike Hilliard. Jason Garrett snubbed me. Jason Garrett and Jesse Palmer snubbed me. That was pretty funny. Big, I was like, really? big shots. Leave them alone. One's the bachelor <laughs> and one ended up becoming a I'm head like, coach. <laughs> seriously, who else wants a Jason Garrett autograph looking back on it? And uh, But, oh, well. Um, that was the weekend 
because that was the year Shock, uh, year after Shockey's rookie year of him blowing up. It just ironically was the year he called a uh, Bill Parcells a homo. I forgot on what radio show, maybe Stern, and he called Bar- Bill Parcells a homo. So he literally was nowhere to be found the whole weekend that I was there with my dad. But I had the – he came out – they had a, him on the cover of ESPN Magazine. I had that ready to go. It, it was fun. That was a fun weekend. And then the year after the second Super Bowl, I went to Albany. That was my last time, and I took Sean. So it was cool seeing Sean running around that. I think that's when I lost the luster of going to, like, autograph signings and everything that was like the year that. you were with, with, with uh, License Plate Guy. Yeah, yeah. That's when I met License Plate Guy the first time. Um, but the year before that was – the year of the lockout so i took sean to metlife and that's what they're doing now that's while they figured out oh we don't need to spend all that money going to albany when we can do it here so they finished out that one year after in albany and then here are now being in metal Meadowlands. Right. uh well they own the facility that's that was because they bought yeah. the facility that year correct. Correct. so then, they figured they just move it all they redid correct. everything so. Correct. So that's what the year we went. Justin Tuck signed for everybody. So that was a cool night. We got Justin to sign a bunch of stuff for us. So that was pretty cool. And that was that was about it. And then the Islanders, the countless Islander times you and me went. Uh, the one time I went with you. So that was cool. The classic. We, the classic DPHR yeah. day. Yeah. The week of the ice storm. Yeah. Where, where we were literally breaking up two house two like basically three car driveways yeah <laughs> of ice and pouring out um tea hot tea basically all over ice just trying to get it to melt a little bit just enough to crack it just for us to break up enough of it and we went and that was when uh they played the devils yeah and the devil fans were like your team stinks and dpho was walking out of the coliseum after morning's gate and goes not as bad as your city <laughs> And that was still at the the Rock, so that's what's funny. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, we got um, him, and I think it was Victor Kozlov was the other picture yeah. we got. And if I remember correctly, we had your uh, your grandpa's old car. Yeah. <laughs> In the ice. Yep. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, what autograph stories? I'm looking looking at my wall right now. Bradshaw with the bet with the broken back. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, Roll that when we met him and Roll, they he could that was right when Miami was getting in trouble. Yeah. Was that it? Oh, I didn't do cruise with you that time. No, no, I did cruise by myself. Did I not? Oh, and I never got cruise because when he went with OBJ, it was like last second that they added him. Yeah. It was like yeah, day of. It was like day of that they added him because they had to, knowing that they were gonna have. OBJ signing so many pictures, they wanted Cruz signing so much, but I just didn't want to spend the money. That's that's so what happened. Cruz when... broke his leg. That was the year Cruz broke his leg. Yeah, and that's what's sad was that that's how I felt with Eli when I went to see Eli and Peyton and Archie were there, and I'm like, I can't afford all three. Um, I'm just gonna do email. I I didn't realize all three were gonna be there. I would have sucked it up. I should have sucked it up and paid, but. Yeah, that's how I felt with Eli. When Peyton's like five feet away, and I'm like, damn it, I can't. I, I went by myself because it was spur of the moment. I didn't care what anybody was going to do. I, I just needed to go by myself. 
And it was just like, all right, I got to meet Eli, and then Peyton's right there, and I'm like, damn it. I should have paid the extra 100 bucks, and would have been fine with it. Gotten yelled at by my mom, whatever, at that time. But, yeah, I should have done that. Oh, well. The other cool one, the other cool one for me was Brandon. Because if I remember correctly, it was supposed to be you and me going to that one. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was still in school, so you you able to you 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 got that for me as a gift. Right, right. But if I remember correctly, I think he had a change. Some, I think he something changed. Happened. It was something like he had to change his day, which made you have to miss it because you were in. Oh, okay. And then, yeah. like when I went, I remember he's like, "Oh, wow, you got a camera. You got three three things. Come here, sit down." He like threw his friend out of a chair. He's like, "Let this guy sit." <laughs> yeah, like, oh, and thanks. he. He was very awesome when I when I met him this oh, yeah. year. Brandon Brandon has always been one of the coolest people. Um, just that event, it stinks that they had to cancel this year's event. Um, yeah, you know, but I know they're gonna come back and they'll do something. Um, Joe's gonna figure out something, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gonna figure it out. What other stories you got for meeting guys? Meeting guys. Let's see. What else do we have? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find my binder while not like. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to think. It was cool. I met Jonas. Like, not a sick brag, but I was able to get uh, field passes for batting practice um, a couple years back, and I got to meet Cespedes and Cespedes and Granderson and Wilmer and a bunch of other guys. And with Cespedes, I was so stupid. Because I forgot I had my Cespedes jersey on. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I could have had Cespedes to sign my <laughs> my jersey. Right. But I didn't think of it. And I just took a selfie with Cespedes. So that was cool. Um, let's see. Whatever. Oh, it, I didn't get an autograph that day. But my I embarrassed my family. Um, um, obviously everybody knows Justin Tuck is on the top five of my favorite athletes of all time. And it was my dad's 50th birthday. We were going to a Broadway play, but before the Broadway play, we went to, um, crap, Del Frisco Steakhouse in, um, Midtown Manhattan. I want to say Fifth Avenue across the street from, uh, uh, Radio City. Um, so we were just minding our, our own business. Uh, and my dad goes, holy shit you're going to shit your pants right now because you'll never believe who's sitting next to you. Like literally he was in the booth next to us and I go, and I, I look around and I look like as if I saw a ghost and I go, Holy shit. Holy shit. That's just a tuck. That's just a tuck. That's just a tuck. And my mom's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, you don't understand. Just tucks like two inches away. And he's like my favorite player like ever. Like, this is freaking awesome. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. I really hope to God he didn't hear me freak out because we were that close to each other. So I must have went to the bathroom like 10 times to like grab a glimpse of him. And then out of nowhere, of course, the, like the 80th time I went, Justin Tuck's son was like playing with my brother who doesn't watch sports at all. And like they were talking and I, and I finally got like the courage to say, Justin, I love you. Thank you for always playing hard and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, no problem. Don't mention it. Happy birthday to your dad, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn it. If I was just act cool, he would have like, I would, we would have been able to like talk to Justin, talk a little bit more. Cause his son was like being a little child and like looking over like the tables. So they were like, Oh, I'm sorry for about my son and all that other stuff. And I'm like, no worries, man. You're just a talk. It's all good. And he, and he said goodbye to us. 
So that would probably be my weirdest. Oh, all right. That's my weirdest giant story. My weirdest Met story. Um, all right. So my friend Lewis, uh, I forgot what season this was, but my friend Lewis um, got a brand new pad in Long Island City. Um, it was brand new. Baseball just started up. The Mets, was, I guess, was the day off between the home opener and then the second home game. Um, so Lewis goes, come over. We'll, we'll go hang out, check out Long Island city, a bunch of us. So turns out Lou's cousin, Joe, that I basically, we, I grew up with and my, our other friend, Joe go up in the elevator for whatever reason, they weren't paying attention. It turns out to be Daniel Murphy. No problem. So, so next thing we know, the four of us, we go out to, uh, she the very nice sushi restaurant if you want to go to the sushi restaurant in long island city she go check it out it's very nice ambiance and all that fancy stuff it's not fancy but it's fancy so he's like a table away from us and joe renzo goes holy shit that's the guy we were in the elevator with and i go you were in the elevator with daniel murphy to my other friend joe and you didn't realize that was daniel murphy the whole time because he's a big meth fan Goes, oh shit, Daniel Murphy was in the elevator with me and I didn't notice. I go, what the hell is wrong with you? So, long story short, we must have ran into Daniel Murphy like five times in that neighborhood, a matter of an hour. So, I like Daniel Murphy, no long story short. And we go back to get beer at like a convenience store. Guess who comes out going into the convenience store? Daniel Murphy. So, I wasn't paying attention. And Lou goes, holy crap, Dan Murphy again. So I screamed out and I squealed, like, Dan Murphy, for whatever reason. And he and he's like, okay, time to go. This guy, these people are starting to stalk me. Lo, lo and behold, Lewis's building, a lot of Mets lived in that building. Like, Dylan G lived on the same floor. We ran into Barbie Parnell and his girlfriend or wife with a brand new dog. And I was wearing a Met jacket the whole time not knowing I was meeting these people. So I felt bad and weird that like, I was like knew that they were living here, but like not really knowing that. So a lot of Mets do live in Long Island city. I'm sure a lot of them still do now because it's a nice convenient off the water. You see the city skyline and you're a five minutes stop, uh, five stops from city field. So that was my weird Daniel Murphy story. So that was fun. We met Bobby Parnell that night as well. So that, that was weird. That random night in Long Island City. So I found my binders of my autographs. One of the cool ones I found that I forgot I had was from when we were in Binghamton. Conforto, it was the week after the US, the uh, prospect game. Nemo and Conforto. Okay, in cool. It. I have a picture of them together and they both signed it. So that's pretty cool. Okay. That was pretty cool. And then like looking through the hockey ones, I found this one picture. I remember Matt Martin was one of the coolest guys and still is one of the coolest people. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a picture of him from the outdoor game and I had him signing it and he goes, I have never seen this photo. I was like, I found it online. He's like, I need you to tweet it at me right now. Like while I'm standing there, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and as I'm standing there, I'm tweeting it to him and I was like, did you get it? He's like, yeah, I felt my phone go off. I was like, all right, cool. The next morning I find out he made it his picture and I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I found you your picture. See- See, that's the cool thing with the Islanders. Like, they're so access- accessible because 
of them being a, like a small market team in a big market. That ramp is still there. They still use it. Like, here's another crazy cool one that I have is Casey Zizekas and John Tavares facing off against each other in juniors. Yeah, that's cool. That That's like, like just going through this book and, of course, my uh, Harrison Ford photo on the cover. That's great. <laughs> and, of course, one of the coolest ones, of course, will always be one of my favorite human beings is Steve Weatherford. Yeah, I... um. I didn't formally got to meet Steve, but he's he's contacted me on Twitter numerous times because Nicole loves Steve Weatherford. Um, it was funny that I I uh, got her a Weatherford jersey and he he got cut literally two weeks later. So we Nicole still wears it. I took it over. I stole that jersey, so it's my jersey now too. So if you're seeing a Weatherford jersey at MetLife Stadium, it's probably me or my wife. Introducing SN Snapshots, a new photography business started up by SND Podcast co-host Stephen. Make sure to follow him on all of social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching SN Snapshots. That's shots with a Z. He can also be reached very easily through his website snsnapshots.com so if you need a photographer for any sort of event and or project contact sn snapshots now all right cool i mean autographs will always be a part of something that like you know it was interesting and a little bit about that too that i was talking to somebody about i found all these tickets cleaning out my desk right and you know my yeah. desk how messy it gets on top and not just that i cleaned out all the drawers too so i found an abrupt amount of tickets and like, and I said to somebody, I was like, it's so crazy how my dad had, I know you probably remember what he had on the wall downstairs of all of yeah. like, the concerts and games and things, ticket stubs that he had. And I have this huge box of ticket stubs and you probably have all over the place stubs and stubs and stubs. And when you think about it, like, you're not going to be able to do that with your son. You're not going to be able no. to collect stubs with your son. That that's what sucks about the um the Giants Buccaneers game was that was it was a computer it was the the phone it was uh the phone app on my mother in law so it was like all right so we I kept uh, that's why I kept the depth chart and I was able to laminate it right and I got like a pin I never I never collect pins but that game they had a commemorative one with the game so I was like all right might as well do it because I know it's going to be Daniel's first game. So that's why I did it. Right. And it was like, it's just like, like crazy. I was like thinking about it with my nephew too. Like I can never get him a ticket stub to an event. Like I'm, yeah. and we've already talked about hockey next season being the first like event. Cause like, he's gotta be at the, Col I gotta say that I've took him to the Coliseum. Right. Yep. So it's like, but I'm not gonna be able to have a stub to prove that he was there. Well, I have pictures of course. Right. But like, yep. Those stubs will always be something like, I found stubs. There was a game. It was a 2003 Met game that I found a stub to, where Tony Clark hit like a a game tying double in the eighth inning. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so happy I have this, just knowing that it was definitely one of those games where me and my grandfather went to. That's cool. So it's like one of those crazy things, and it goes like the autographs too, like, you know. But yeah, anyway, um, interesting enough, like last week, I think it was towards the end of last week, there was actually a call between all the commissioners and league officials and the White House and talking about the idea of bringing sports back and the 
game plans and what are they thinking type of type of scenario. And of course, you know, we're not a political show, so we're no. not going to go into the White House no. part of it. No. Um, I like the idea of what what the NBA is planning on doing an isolation of horse. They should find like one guy from every team that has like a home gym or something that has like a court that they can get to and be a part of that. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Like have every team represented in that. Yeah. I like how they're, what they're doing right now is also with the the 2k tournament as well. Well, that was players set that up. That wasn't the league. Oh, oh, the players set that up. Yeah, there were just a couple players that set that up. All right, you know for a fact that players set that up because, like, I texted you guys yesterday. It came out Devin Booker didn't want to be the Suns. Fair enough. And like one the (laughs) the the one game I watched, they were joking that they were the first players, they were the first players to pick their own teams. So it it seemed to be the common trend, and for whatever reason, Devin Booker's. uh, Well, Devin Booker's because he does not like Phoenix. Very f- oh no, it's fair. <laughs> you know, so that that's that one. Um, you know, but like, you know, you're seeing a bunch of things. There was like a cool thing um, when Mitch Marner and and Austin Matthews first came up with Toronto. They were living with the Marlowe family, so they were having like a Skype call trivia game play, ran by some like random guy asking random questions about each guy. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool to watch today. Um, and it's like the Islanders keep sending out messages. Um, Molly Burke, I think it's Newsday she writes for. It's like the secondary Newsday person, I think it is. Okay. Uh, was doing like, it was like chatting with the players, like quarantine questions. Like, who's your quarantine roommate if you had to be locked down with the team? And like Everlay was like, well, Lee and I have to be together because we're always up at 3 a.m. with our newborns. Yeah, and, gotcha. and Josh is gonna move in with us because of his newborn now, and it's like they're joking about that, and everybody all collectively said nobody wants to be quarantined with like Barzell because the kid can't sit, kid can't sit still. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I like the idea as much as it's probably not gonna work out. Um, maybe if Major League Baseball has to start the season. Because they're you're, they're gonna have to do spring training or some sort of spring training, and if they have to, um, not have fans, maybe you find figure out a way to have a spring training type of season that the teams play in their spring training facilities, and then that they play teams around that, and then they'll figure something out along the lines. I'm just talking out of my ass right now, but. That would be a smart idea to set something up of like I don't know. Like I'm I'm literally just thinking on the fly right now. But if if they just want to get baseball to be played, that would be cool ideas and you have like the two the two divisions of the Florida League and then the Arizona League and then they'll find a way to make a playoffs out of that. Just spitballing right now. That wouldn't be the worst idea just to get baseball back. So uh, what I was thinking baseball wise was um you wait till like April 15th-ish or even the week after and if they're saying all right cool we can get like people in the places together and you know we can get teams we can start putting teams together 
right? Let's just say teams, not 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 the fans in the stands and all that stuff. Do like a a division only month of May, where it, where it's basically preseason, right? Just preseason. Mm-hmm. But Memorial Day, every team, that's opening mm-hmm. day. Start the season opening day. Whether you have fans in the stands or not, you could do a month or so. Come like the end of July, people can well, if. Things based on what they're saying and what I'm reading and, you know, everybody's got an opinion. Mm-hmm. By like, I say, I say by the end of this month, because they just, Cuomo just announced still on lockdown for the rest of April. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that things are going to start opening in May again. I, I hope so. I hope I so. Ho- of course, we hope so. Um, I like, I forgot who brought it up and I want to, I want to, oh, Justin Turner. Justin Turner's idea, I liked Justin Turner's idea. He, they were asking him, like, how would they speed up the process of, like, if they have to, like, cut down the the um, extra innings because they're going to be playing a couple doubleheaders a week and they're just going to, like, have one steroided up season in, like, uh, like, five months. And he said, like, if no one scores a, a run in the 10th inning, you'll have, like, a home run derby of some sort. Basically, what the NHL has now with a shootout, but with the home run derby, with that, I, I think that would be pretty cool. Like you have like Pete Alonso go off against John Carl Stanton, who hits the most home runs in ten pitches, or or a five minute burst wins the game, the Mets win. It's it's a corny idea. It's like if it was a under normal season, yeah, it wouldn't fly. But with all things considering of this year of getting as many games as possible. It'd be, it would be a cool thing to check out, and you know Twitter would love it because in the first extra inning game of some random game, no one was going to be watching. But if you're able to get a stream of that game, everybody's going to be going to it, and MLB Network's going to be going to it, and if Baseball Tonight's on that night, they're going to go to it. So you're going to be able to find it quickly if if that type of thing. And you might get baseball be more watchable to the casual fan that doesn't watch baseball when those numbers are declining rapidly other than the people that absolutely love baseball, but it is declining in terms of those things. Um, Unfortunately with basketball and hockey, it's one of those weird situations. Do you end the season, just end it, cut your loss. There's no Stanley cup or NBA. You, you, you would think that the NBA is going to try and figure something out. The NBA is going to be – but the thing is with the NBA, it's more adaptable because you could do different things with the NBA. Um, what, what sucks with the NBA and NHL is their bulks of their seasons are pretty much right now. The playoffs are starting up right now, and you can't have like a like a tournament just to get into the playoffs and this and that. It would, it would be whatever. And like – if they were going back in the season, that's going to ruin their their free agency and their start of their upcoming next season. So, baseball it will be damaged, but you still have till next April to start a new season. So it's much more reasonable. See, the other thing with the NBA is they also don't start till the end of November. Plus, yeah, and- if 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 you told if if I was an NBA fan and I was told Christmas Day is opening day. Yeah, that okay. that's the that's the running theory that NBA should think about doing. Right. And they'll probably won't do it. We've talked about it but, for years. They should just start their season on Christmas. 
Yeah, and 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 we're not the only ones. A lot of people agree with that. So that wouldn't be a bad idea either, because at Christmas Day, that is the only sport on, unless it's some, unless it's like a, a random NFL game, or this and that with certain things like no, that. No, the NFL always make their schedule around Christmas Day. Oh no, yeah, that's but, that's that's not true, because that one year they did every game Christmas Eve, and then they had like three games on Christmas Day. Cor- correct. Yeah. They made it like Thanksgiving Day for them, basically. Yeah, they yeah they made it some sort of Christmas Day type of thing, um, but yeah, like with football, the football is the only thing that could actually happen uh, on time. Hopefully, let's see what happens. Hopefully, we are there. We when we find out the schedule, whether whenever the Giants' first home game is, hopefully we are there and it's not an empty MetLife Stadium. If if um, my opinion is the NHL should cancel their season. If they're gonna, I, I, if anybody's gonna cancel a season, it should be the NHL. They're the ones I, that I use agree. their body the most and need the most time. Because I was talking to my friend Anthony from the Giant Games the other day. Ninety, two thousand four, two thousand five. There was no Stanley Cup champion, right? Yep. Lockout year. There was in the in the teens. I think it was nineteen twelve. Then right before the Stanley Cup final, the Montreal ended up with a flu pandemic, and they had a. That it canceled the finals, so there was no Stanley Cup champion. What's the big deal if there's no Stanley Cup champion right now? The league's not gonna falter because of no Stanley Cup champion. It's not like it's not like a lockout where you're losing all this money because you're not actually playing. This is actually a, there's a reason you're not playing these games. It's 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 an actual thing, an actual reasoning. To- and, and like with basketball. Like you can get it going quicker, like with hockey. Like all these sports need to re up their season, like a couple, at least a week or two, to get it going, and then they'll play the games. Right, and the so, other thing is this, and, and, that, this... and that's the scary thing about our country is our country is so freaking big that right now it's hitting the hot spots all over the country. But it's what if like their game's not in the hot spot? And you're bringing a team from a hot spot, like for example, like the Knicks play, like the most random bumpkin team in the league that has like very minimal like cases, and a couple of Knicks get hurt, like a couple of Knicks like just cough and like whatever, and the the germ spreads, and they don't know that they have it, and there you go, it starts like wildfire, like what happened with the Jazz. Um, so. It's it's going to be interesting to see, um, and don't forget. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see. Like, um, we'll get into it now. Might as well. Um, like, like it's going to be interesting and cool to see the draft and how it's going to be all virtual. I heard like people were like talking about how Madden's going to like like get the graphics going of certain things. That would be cool if they actually were able to set something up like that as well. Um, this weekend was WrestleMania weekend. Um, I watched most of it. It was the weirdest thing in the world. It was very people. weird. Um, I watched most of it both nights. I'll be honest with you. I do like the two nights split it up to three hours, three and a half hours one night and three hours on the other night. Cause being at WrestleMania last year, it was soul crushing uh, as much as it was fun, but being someplace for six and a half hours is a long time watching wrestling and you get tired you are spent and like well, you're, you don't give enough you don't give enough to certain matches 
Well, well, that's the other thing that they don't they don't take in the factor of. All right, cool. We're going to let you sit here for six hours, but we're going to do it at a football stadium. So you're probably going to come here four hours, four to five hours before. So really, we're looking at you coming here for a 10 hour day. Yeah, that's what basically what we did. Yes. Right. Because, you know, like you and I don't have the mind to not go to MetLife Stadium four hours early. Yeah, a minimum of four hours early. Like I remember going to a concert a couple of years ago that started at like seven o'clock, and I ended up getting there at three, and I was so pissed the whole day because of it. Gotcha. Like, luckily, you know, our friend at the time was still working there, so I was able to text him and be like, "Yeah, I need a spot." <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of worked out well in my favor, but still, like, you know, just going there, not being able, not knowing if I'm getting a spot. You know, we have that certain area we like to park. We know the way out. We know the way in. We know all the, the ins and outs. So it's like all those little things. But like next year's, like next year's in Los Angeles. There's no way they're gonna do it over two nights because they're gonna look. Oh, for, no. They're gonna no look way. for every opportunity to take advantage of every single possibility of the city of Los Angeles. Of course. And like what they should do is make it like a strip. Like you buy a strip. Like all right. I'm buying two nights worth of things, and those are my seat for the two nights. That would be cool. Well, that's the thing. And, and, that's the thing. They don't do like all the events in one thing. No. So like last next year, yeah. the the Very WrestleMania true. itself is at the at where the Rams and Chargers are going to play, yeah, while right. while NXT and Monday and Tuesday are at and Monday and I don't even know if they're going. Oh, they may do the SmackDown before now, because SmackDown's live on Friday now. Um, Staple Center. So, it's not, they're not, it's not, it's like when they did um, WrestleMania last year, I think it was the Barkley Center. Yeah, everything was at the Barkley Center except the WrestleMania event. Right. And then. Because it, they won't do Madison well, yeah. Square Garden anymore. Well, yeah, well, we know why. It's, well, uh, mark my words, you're going to get another MetLife WrestleMania within the next couple of years because they're going to look at Belmont. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and it's also closer. But I thought the event was all right. I'm not really into the wrestling. I like, like I said last year, going to WrestleMania took a lot out of me. And I'm like, all right, I'm pretty much done with wrestling for the foreseeable future. So, but I, I still like pay attention. I, I read the blogs, I read the posts, and everything. But I'm not spending as much time as I once did. But I'm still. I'll still watch when I want to watch and the, everything. The craziest yeah. thing was it was announced today that everything was taped. Yeah, I, I didn't. Two know weeks that. ago, which and I'm which shocked. I knew. I knew. I knew that. I knew but everything I'm was sh- being taped. But I'm shocked that no one leaked it. Because this is what I was about to say. It was announced today that there was a huge production meeting that said anything that gets leaked, your job is over. See, that's that's how it should always be. See, and, and then that, uh, if I, I doubt you watched it after the the twenty four of Edge, I didn't watch the Edge. I watched the Undertaker. You watched one, the, the little clip of the Undertaker thing, which yeah. looks really good. But yes, um, which by the way, the the WWE Network puts on some great like we think thirty for thirties are great. The WWE Network oh, puts on yeah, some great sure. sideshows type of things. Um, just for those alone, to be honest, it's worth the whatever it is, like twelve dollars, ten dollars, twelve dollars a month. Yeah, the ten bucks a month is worth it. it it's definitely worth it, especially because you also get WrestleMania every year. It's like, 
Sweet, yeah, I mean, and every other single pay-per-view, and then the other big ones out of the country that they promote, even though I've, I've never sat, well, saw one. Because they're, they're at, at the work. afternoon. Yeah, we're at work. But, <laughs> but yeah. But, I, I but so of... the Edge thing, you got to watch the Edge thing because um, Vin and I always talked about this the past couple of years is one of the greatest wrestling moments of our generation is The Rock wasn't around, and then they started off a Raw where they said, and here is your host, for this year's WrestleMania, and nothing happened. Nobody knew, right? And The Rock's music hit, and the place popped, right? Right. So, Edge literally, half of the 24 episode, while he was talking about the part where he's coming back and stuff, was all about, there's nothing I want more than nobody to know. Oh, yeah. And definitely. it worked, because every time I watch Edge come out for the Royal Rumble, that clock hit zero, and that, like, four seconds between the zero and the and the music playing oh yeah and nothing that pop beats is one of the greatest of all time it's nothing one of the beats moments. a good wwe surprise it, it, not, very few things beat it like but it's impossible when, to get now it is impossible but when they do pull a fast one on you they pull a fast one on you and you're like whoa <laughs> It's very few and far between now, but when they do it, it's just like, oh, wow. All right. Awesome. Good stuff. We'll still bash you about everything else, but that one little thing is just like, all right. Awesome. Um, I'm not really the biggest deletion Matt Hardy guy and all that other stuff, so I didn't really like the Undertaker, the Undertaker uh, AJ Styles match, the, the F-rated horror movie, which it was what it is. It was... It was entertainment so, value. So the report was that I read today that Kurt Angle played a huge part in creating that match. Um, gotcha. And a lot of the Undertaker thing that WWE Network did involves that match. So we're going to learn a lot more about that match. And the way it looks is that was it. That was the match Taker wanted to end his career on. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and that would be because, the kind of matches Undertaker is going to have to do here on out. Because but, also, because also, think about this: you saw Undertaker; they're in a graveyard, right? Mm-hmm. You saw the Misery of Darkness Undertaker logo on the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You saw Taker with his Taker powers type thing, right? Raising his hands, yeah. fire, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then you also saw you saw every Undertaker in that match, Biker Taker, yes. all the Takers in that match. So it's kind of like. Okay, now now you really want to see that show, and does it really, really was it really the end? But apparently, this match started getting into works when him and Goldberg fought each other. I think it was Saudi Arabia or one of those. Yeah, one of the one of the international ones, and he hated that match, and that was supposed to be the end. Mm-hmm. He was going to fight Goldberg, and that was going to be the end. And Styles and Angle said. You need one more, and it has to be with me. Styles wanted him to be the last one, so okay. I guess I guess we'll see what I guess only way we'll officially know it. You know, a lot of people are saying thank you, Taker, thank you, Taker, but everybody said that after Reigns beat him too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so sure. I guess we'll see the for sure. I guess we'll um, see on that thing on WWE number. Like I like Night Two more than Light Night One. I guess because I watched more of Night Two. Um, the Cena, the Cena, um, Fiend match was obviously was a similar thing, but it was pretty funny. 
of Cena going back in time all throughout all of Cena's and then going through Hulk Hogan and then the NWO Hogan and then whatever. It was different. Like it was very trippy and druggy, but it was, it was cool. It was, it was more funny, funnier and like, all right, you, so it was bang for your buck, like, all right, entertainment more you know, so you than know the AJ Styles and Taker match. I'll you know honest. what it makes you think about? When it come, when I saw the NWO part and a little bit of Hulk Hogan stuff, it made me think about how the Hall of Fame was supposed to be and NWO was going in it. Mm-hmm. So how were so were they going to be involved? Was this match already written and they were going to be involved, right? Because you can't not put them in the Hall of Fame and then not in, have them involved in WrestleMania. So would they have actually been involved in the match somehow? In that scenario. Mm-hmm. And again, one of those things we'll never know. They haven't announced. One of the things they haven't announced is what they're doing about about the Hall of Fame. Yeah. If they're going to uh, do SummerSlam or hold it off till next year. Since you said they recorded this for two, uh, two weeks ago, hopefully they were smart enough and they have what um, Ring of Honor and the uh, – what was the other wrestling federation before AEW? What's the other one? Impact. Impact. What Impact does, they like tape a month's worth of shows, and then they'll. So, so the report was. Hopefully, they they're doing that because it's only a matter of time when Florida gets locked down completely, like, like it, so, everybody else. Is, so. so they've been recording, right? Only based on people who are there, um, which is also why. Um, the Kabuki Warriors watched the tag team titles because they wanted to get Kyrie Singh out of there as quickly as possible because she recently went to Japan. Gotcha. To go visit family. Um, so, I forgot what it was, but the report was that they were actually considering the full shutdown. Not even doing Raws, not even doing mm-hmm. Smackdowns for a month. And just kind of knocking it off. But they taped this Raw and apparently Smackdown this week. And they've been like contemplating of whether it actually showed and it's on now it is on now so i guess i guess we'll see at the end of the week what they what the plan is if they have more tape i know AEW. um one of the rumors i read was AEW already taped for a whole month mm-hmm. but they also only do one night a week so it's not like they have house shows or anything like that yeah um which by the way uh, Jericho did two great podcasts recently. One was Hardy, and one was um, uh, Luke Harper, the other guy who went there recently. Mm-hmm. Both of them really good at talking about how much they love how it's an open schedule, so it gives them more time. Part of the AEW contract allows them to do independence mm-hmm. on the side, gotcha. mm-hmm. so it's kind of like cool to like listen and like hear like how bad the end of their WWE run was. Mm-hmm. And how great they feel being in this new company. Makes you wonder if they may actually be able to survive. Um, but one of the other rumors with WWE was they were going to take a couple people and travel to cities that aren't on full like lockdowns. Mm-hmm. And don't have high number of cases and perform that in those empty arenas. If Florida was to get totally shut down interesting which is weird because how would you set that up yeah no, now you that, gotta get a whole crew in there you gotta yeah, make sure that seems that seems kind of 
crazy. I uh, like unrealistic. Right, but again, a rumor thing, so it's like. Oh yeah, for sure. But I thought for what it was about, I think it was not bad shows. Um, I thought the Edge Orton match wasn't bad either. Um, it was basically taking a tour of the whole uh, facility, so like you big, said in the how group great chat. The, how great the facility! Is. Um, yeah, like I thought it was all right. I thought night two was whatever. Uh, night two was than definitely slightly better. Definitely slightly better. Um, but all in all, for all things considered. Uh, I know a lot of people could give a shit. I'm one of them. But uh, for all things considered, it wasn't bad. It was just, like, very eerie, like, watching it crowdless. Because, like, like, more than anything around, they're, they're feeding off the crowd. And, like, they're still, like, doing their, like, signature things because they're, people are watching at home. But it's, like, you're not getting the, yeah, or boo kind of thing. Like, right. like they're very, like, they're not they're not getting the reaction of the crowd that you're all so used to getting like the, the pops and everything like that. So, but all in all good show, like always. And, um, let's see what happens here on out. If they're going to continue to do shows and let's see what happens. Cause I want to see what happens now with Braun Strowman being the WWE champion now. Cause obviously he was fill in, he filled in for Roman Reigns now. Right. So which made a lot of sense, which they did yes, the right thing. Yes, yes, of course he made the right decision cause he's high risk, but, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Cause they're like, like everybody else, it's uh, the unknown of what's going on, but good job for the WWE for keeping it a secret, uh, for, uh, and also, they were right, too. Like, they had Stephanie on before each of them and, like, said, this is your break. Congratulations. And, like, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, that, like, Brian Compton, NHL.com, mm-hmm. literally tweeted out. He's like, I know I know that when I tweet about wrestling, people jump in my comments and down my throat. But for the next two nights, my son and I need this. Oh, leave, yeah, for leave sure. Leave us alone. For sure. For sure. Um, like like you said, it, 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 it was nice to get to a couple of nights just watching something like sports oriented oriented and entertainment oriented um that's about it the snd podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms including itunes google play soundcloud stitcher spotify and of course snblog.com we could also be found on all of the social media platforms including facebook twitter and instagram don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. All right, the next thing I had, um, wrap up the show with this. Um, with it, obviously, we're stuck in quarantine, and I've been catching myself. It's been mostly giant games, but I've been going back through either uh, League Pass, since we have that perk as a season ticket holder. I know it's free for the next month. So I definitely recommend Game Pass if you're someone like us that love football. You can basically go back all the way to 2011 and watch all the games, every single game from 2011 to present day. So that's every Giant game, every Jet game, every Packer game, every Super Bowl. It's there. Or you can go on YouTube and YouTube your favorite team stuff. And I know SNY and Yes are playing a lot of Yankee games, and MSG's playing all the Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, and Devils. Um, if you've been watching any of them, what have you been watching? 
if you haven't yet, what do you think? If you had to choose a few games, what games would you go back and watch? And it doesn't have to be particularly your particularly your team. It could be a game that you remembered. Like for example, I'll get into it later. But the um, we talked about this game last week with Finn. The ESPN played the uh, the Rose Bowl, the 0506 Rose Bowl between Texas and uh, USC. So that, that that could be in the category as well. Like, what would be games that you already watched, or games you would be like, okay, if I have a couple hours or before I go to bed, I'll put this on. What games? Well, well, SNY and ESPN has been dying to make us cry a lot recently. Yes. Um, ESPN showed the 921 game. Mm-hmm. While we were recording last time, actually, so that was upsetting, and then um, and then SNY has been going on this. Hey, let's keep showing David Wright's final game, and like it was funny because like yesterday I clicked it on and I saw his last at bat, and I got so pissed at the first baseman again yeah. watching that ball, and then I remember, um, I remember like I clicked it off because I remember he was done. Like, I waited for him to come out the field and all that stuff. And I clicked off. And I went back on. It was like, Conforto was up in the ninth. I was like, oh, I could click this on in another hour. Because they still have, like, seven more innings to play in this game. Because oh. it was 0-0. Zero, zero. Oh. The Mets won the that, game one nothing. That game was brutal, and we had a giant game the next day. And it was firework night, too. And Lauren didn't want to leave. She wanted yeah. to see the damn fireworks. <laughs> yeah. And we were waiting for David Wright to speak because he was supposed to speak at the end of the game. And we're like, oh, my God, just end it. We don't care. <laughs> Neither you teams are supposed to make. We're neither your team are making the playoffs. The uh, Mets had like an outside chance, like a very far really outside. Didn't. Really oh no, didn't. no, no! At that point, they didn't. <laughs> that was Two the weeks second to last game. Yeah, it Two was weeks the second to last game. Uh, and then, and it was like we have a giant game the next day. Hurry the hell up! Just win the game. Um, but yeah, that that was a good one. Um, right now, I was just been watching like clips of the Mets stuff. I haven't gotten into hockey really. I'm watching clips, more of clips of like if SMY comes on, or yes, had the 03 uh, NLCS ALCS with uh, Boone. So I watched a little bit of that. That was cool. Um, but like every night, I've been catching myself going on a Game Pass, and I um, went back and I watched a little bit of the before I passed out. I watched the division game against the Packers in eleven. 11 slash 12. I don't know how you want to play it, but the 2011 season, but 2012 playoffs when the Giants won the last Super Bowl, I was able to obviously go back and watch that. So I watched the Packer game. So I don't really remember. I remember the game, obviously, but it was one of the games I was drinking. So I wanted to like relive that game more so sober and just <laughs> use it as noise. So that was uh, that was a fun game to watch. Um, the Giants actually were pretty cool about it the giants on their own youtube channel they have three or four full-length games of games that mean a lot to giant fans and one of them was the wide right game of the 90s super bowl so obviously uh, i was three when that happened so i don't don't know two two in like five months yeah yeah so we're very young (laughs) so we, we have no recollection of that game so it was very cool going back, watching the game. Maybe I'll finish that tonight because it's probably taken me four or five nights and I've stopped going to it. But I, I definitely want to watch that game and relive it. It's just weird watching games like 30 years ago 
and like there's no first down marker they they don't have like the score bugs yet they don't like tell the score or anything you're like you literally have to watch the game and know what's going on well that's like i've been working on a uh a a ranking of the batman's article right yeah. So I rewatched like the the Keaton, the Clooney, and the Kilmer ones. I'm just sitting there and like this is so bad. These graphics are so bad. And I wrote it on one of the little blurbs about the movies. I'm like, ignore this, the this was pre CGI. Ignore the crappiness. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Freeze would be so much better now. Oh, for sure. That was the, that was the, that was the worst Batman movie. Um. The Kilmer one was a little underrated. I always liked that one. I don't, I don't know if it's because Jim Carrey is the Riddler and and uh, what's his face as the uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, Tommy Did you Lee know Jones that they as... all hated each other that movie? Well, I didn't, but that's that. I don't. I yep. can see why they all hated each other. Interesting. That's why the movie. That's why they all weren't back for the next one. They were all gonna do another movie together. That's unfortunate because that movie wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. And they promoted stuff. that movie like I know they promote every movie like hardcore, but for particular that movie they had the McDonald's. I remember having those cups. Those cups were McDonald's or Burger King when you buy those. Cups. It was McDonald's the glass cups? The yeah, those cups were cool. Those cups were cool, and like that was our peak age of like loving Batman. So that was pretty cool. Right. Um, but this I, is I ranking a... the Batmans, not the movies. So. Okay. Okay. So, so. I ha- I would have to say Keaton right now, or is Bell in it? I would have to That's say all the ones that we've ever seen live. So. All right. So it should have... be as soon as we're done with this. I'm actually gonna finish up. I just have to talk about Affleck, basically. <laughs> and then I put the ranking in. So it should Definitely. be up on the web. It should be up on snsndblog.com by morning. Um, of course, we're recording this Monday, so it should already be up by the time you're listening to this. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Anything else you want to plug or anything like that? Uh, no. Um, as for, like, watching stuff, like, I've been trying to avoid it. Oh, yeah, that's right. You didn't answer. Sorry. <laughs> I've really been trying to avoid it, to be honest with you. Gotcha. Um, it's just, like, it's, like, like they had the uh, – the Islanders Panthers game six on NBC Sports a couple weeks ago, and it's like I want to watch you, but I don't want to like the guy who scored the goal. <laughs> that's a Fair moment enough. I'm never gonna forget in my life. I think that's what's happened with me more so with other sports. I think since football is already in the, its off season, I feel okay watching football and it'd be like, all right, this is the off season anyway, so might as well watch it, and it is what it is, kind of thing. Like. With baseball, it's a little different. Like, I watched the SNY. They did Pete Alonso's top home runs. I saw that. That was pretty cool. Like, I got that. I'm like, yeah. But it was, like, weird because, like, it was his home runs and then they would show someone else's hit to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, a weird. And, of course, you knew what the, the one and two were going to be. So, it was, like, there were a couple I didn't remember. So, that was kind of cool. Like, the oh, yeah. Atlanta the Atlanta tub the water in center field in Atlanta I forgot all about that one um but yeah they, and then they had like David Wright's moments and like a d- bunch of a, the, the, again those shows were kind of cool and like you know you're like watching them and you're like oh, alright cool alright 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 now I want to watch real baseball 
This, yeah, this no. is when this ends, and you play the pregame music, and the pregame, and Todd Zeal's face shows up talking about, and Gary Apple, and <laughs> yeah, game starts. No, yeah, that's, <laughs> baseball's been a little hard because it's, it's baseball, and it's just like, oh, opening day should have been last, th- like two Thursdays ago, and the other opening day, the other team's opening day should have been last Thursday, and it's just like, damn. <laughs> and like, like the funniest thing with like Yankees opening day my friends wanted like, all right, you're about to have a kid. I know it's going to be really crazy. You want to go to opening day for the Yankees? And I'm like, yeah, I can't because I got to save days. And I and I texted him, man, what I would do to go to Yankees opening day like last Thursday. And, he, and we we're all like, yeah, man, too bad, too bad, like kind of thing. Like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's like – I, I, I want to say yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I had the choice, I would have definitely said yes. Like three weeks later, not knowing that sports wasn't going to happen, I would have definitely said yes three weeks ago when when uh, when that question was asked. Right, it's like sure. crazy to think about those things. Like, 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 like th- potentially my last sporting event might be Seton Hall St. John's. Like, that's crazy. Um, like, like, I have a chat with Rosen. And our friend Ed and Mike and Pat and Pat was coming down for Met opening weekend because we were gonna go to Pete Alonzo Rookie of the Year Bobblehead Day and like it was like 10 a.m. and Ed's like, "Are you guys ready to leave for Bobblehead Day?" And we all just sent like sad emojis. Yeah. Because it was yeah. supposed to be like a four o'clock game on that Saturday, but we knew we'd have to leave at 10 a.m. to get there to get the bobblehead. Yeah. I miss old bobblehead all the games that weren't so extreme when people didn't want to. I'm I'm yeah. still shocked the Mets were willing to shell out for a second bobblehead instead of just an extra plaque for last year's the ground bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, see, that's the one. Can you imagine Major League Baseball calling the Wilpons right now and saying, "Hey, we're not going to let you make any money this year." <laughs> <laughs> There's no way the Wilpons go without. You know, like you haven't heard about the Wilpons being like, "Hey, we're going to pay for you guys." Don't worry about it. We're going to take care of our employees. Like, there's been nothing out of them. You're hearing about all these other teams. And, of course, nothing out of the Wapons. But no surprise there. Um, we mentioned S&D blog before. Danny, you got anything that you would like to plug over there? See, I unfortunately, when I started writing the blog, this is when I was still waiting to find out about remote working for my job. Of course, when I was in the heat of it, I got remote working, so I have to find I have to find figure out a nice groove to finish it out. But I had I'm working on the top ten giant games that I attended, okay. not the five ten giant games that everybody's gonna say in their list. It's the ten I've been to, so I, it's gonna be a different type of like top ten list. And it's 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 funny to see what games I attended to, good and bad, and. It was mostly pre-season tickets, so that's the cool part of it. So going into my fourth season coming up this year, so a lot of it's pre-four years ago. So that's pretty cool. ESPN is showing the first game back in the Superdome. Oh, that's cool. That was a great game. Well, after the block punt, it really just no point in watching. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) The game was over as soon as they, like, Shot off the confetti outside. Yep. 
All right, cool. So with that being said, we're going to come back in the next couple of weeks. We'll do an NFL preview show, draft preview show. We're working on possibly doing a live draft show considering, you know, we're still on lockdown and we have nothing better to do. Yeah, um, and my uh, baby doesn't come out. And, so. Well, your wife, <laughs> the coming out of your wife. You're, you're, yeah. yeah. We don't have a junior situation going on. That oh, was on no, recently. God, I was watching it. God, no. Nope. <laughs> it was on recently. Okay. One of the more underrated Danny Arnold, De- movies? Arnold Danny DeVito movies. For sure. They did a lot of movies together. Nobody realizes it. Yeah, Junior, uh, that and the what twins. Was it? twins, twins, right? Twins, yeah. Both were funny. Movies. Funny thing I remember from the Islanders, they had a Rich Pilon, I think Eric Karens or whoever the Daniel bigger... Chara. Daniel Chara, and they had a <laughs> Twins video of them, which was pretty funny. I remember that, but yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, with that being said, everybody stay safe. That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant voodoo track tires, turbo force deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it.